The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And we're back here and analyze this uh, Tuesday, uh, February 28th. I don't know. Tomorrow is March. You check what I'm saying? February. This is arguably one of the fastest Februarys we've ever seen in, in the history of Februarys, even though the time has still moved the same way. 60 seconds a minute, 60 minutes an hour, 24 hours a day. This one hummed by. Okay? This one home by you check March gonna be here in another mm, fifteen hours. Seriously, that's what we're dealing with, right? I don't know what the ground hacks say when they when they, they check in when they checked in with them earlier this month, but whoever it is, uh, time uh, fly. Don't forget Black Broadway tonight uh, at uh, ten p.m. here on Channel Twelve, uh, the new concert uh, special, right? That celebrates iconic stage performances made famous by black artists and features the best of the current generation of black Broadway stars. So tonight, I'm going to get some more detail. I'm going to re- read that again a little bit later. Things like The Wiz, Porgy and Bess. Well, uh, give a, a quick the Color Purple. To, yeah. A quick plug to the black Broadway, because I don't know if you got a chance to see the community, uh, Caribbean Community Theater. No. Uh, Sister Act show this past week. It was nice. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, great, great, great highlight. I I'd actually have to, have to do have to throw a shout out to the lead was uh, none other than than the Wapa Communications Director Chanel Peterson. She oh yeah, absolutely. For real, she stellar was in here job. last week, man. Yeah, she man. was she was in here last week, uh, and we were breaking down um, uh, the percentage of ratepayers who got water and all that stuff. I saw I was giving her some pointers mm-hmm. as to let her know, you know what I mean? That thirty percent of the people who are uh, are uh, on the electric side also on the water side and all that stuff. You know what I mean? So we broke that down. Um, her and uh, um, what's his name? Mr. Hodge, Mr. Noel, Noel, Noel Hodge, yep. and the young man on St. Croix, director of uh, director of water. Not uh, um, oh, no, no, Gregoire. I think he got a French last name or something. Gregoire, uh, Gregoire, yeah, Gregoire, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. that, that was a good conversation. We had so Chanel is a Chanel a Broadway. Uh, uh, she, she, she was she, she, she was she, certainly dabbling the last couple of weeks, and she she did a great job doing the, the dual role of, of balancing uh, balancing everything that the communication director for WAPA no, requires, nice, as well as uh, you know. So, so, great so she could have been on Hamilton, and it would be right to have her on Hamilton back in the day. Maybe, maybe we have that in a couple of years yeah, uh, man. down here at CCT. Yeah, yeah, we could do a local version of Hamilton <laughs> using uh, using um, the. Our slang and our, our twang and all that stuff. With I feel, with I I feel like it would only make sense to do a, a rendition of Alexander Hamilton here, here on St. Croix. Croix. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, th- I think we actually have a guy. <laughs> what's the guy that does the, the tours? Yeah, um, uh, what's his name? Wayne uh, Nichols. Wayne Nichols, yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, he good. He yeah. good. He good. That, that thing went global, <laughs> right? When he did that interview with, that uh, with uh, Alex Pache, mm-hmm. he did that interview with him. And, and I thought that was East, East Side Beach, but he said that was down there. By, uh, no, man, no, no, my San Castle, that, no, my Sand Castle. No, Sand Castle. That was nice, man. And, and to see him, to see them talking on, on ABC Nightly right. News, um, that was, yo, that was dope, man. I mean, I they, they remember they did. Remember it you and I flew over. You, me, you and Wayne Banks flew over. Yep. Uh, from the the swearing in the inauguration. The inauguration is that. And actually, it. we were delayed, right? Because the the president, when the president took mm-hmm. off, nobody can be in the same airspace, right? Nope. So, but um, that that interview actually took place a couple of days before that. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, 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 well, fingers crossed, man. Maybe, maybe we'll see Hamilton come down. Yeah, come, come man. To the, it makes come, sense. come back to these shores. Yeah, come back home. Yeah, <laughs> we, we should, uh, literally. <laughs> so, someone's got to reach out to Lynn. He did it in Puerto Rico, but I guess that makes sense because he's Puerto Rican. Yeah. But you know, we'll, we'll tie the gap yeah, at some nah, point. Yeah, we 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 go, we go figure that one out. Um, sorry for digressing, but we found out that Chanel Peterson's a big chat and all that stuff. So so that's good. Now, um, um, check this out. Uh, we're supposed to get Dwayne Henry. Um, he's supposed to be joining us here on Airlink when my uh, um, engineer let me know what's going on. Uh, you see it. Well, he's he. Is, 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 is your Airlink powered by Starlink? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get that answer uh, um, sometime. But he actually telling me he's he, he's on, but he's he, um he's getting a station not connected on our end. So that's the next thing too that I want to talk about in reading this story, right? Um, they say uh, SpaceX is one of several companies building space-based internet delivery systems, raising concerns about the possibility of malfunctions and debris creating collisions threatening other spacecraft. That's mm. a reality we're dealing with. We can't ignore yeah. it, right? Well, when, when they're talking about 12,000 plus another 30,000 units up there, yeah, I mean, you got to imagine that this space is going to get pretty crowded, even mm-hmm. even for just, like, say, other launches, right? Even with the human-based launches, when they're sending astronauts into space and stuff like that, now you're thinking there's more projectiles, more things to account for when it comes to ensuring, like, a safe a safe launch. Um, but, no, that's definitely, as the space gets crowded, I mean, just like any big city, you put more people in there. Density. You know, it, it <laughs> start rubbing shoulders. That's, and, that's, that's, <laughs> what we, that's, that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. Um, uh, come slow you down. I guess not. Yes, I have. Okay, okay, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good morning, man. Good Glad to have you on. Yes, good morning to everyone. Yeah, and um, you and uh, Kyle Fleming are gonna be the, the the featured the featured voices of knowledge uh, <laughs> uh, in this bush tea. Oh, so how you been? I'm okay. How you all doing? We we long day <laughs> let, let me ask ah, you. Let, long one today. Yeah, let, let me let, yeah, let, let, let me ask you. Uh, when your did your phone blow up around seven o'clock last night when everybody wanted to know if UFOs existed? I, I, my phone never, but I was actually outside. I was up on the hill by Hessen talking to a client, and um, he said, "What is that?" Seriously? <laughs> and I. Yeah, he's freaked out. I said, what are you talking about that? We looked at the western sky and we saw it. But, um, but my phone was in a car thing. And um, it is weird that no, nobody did. Um, haven't, you know, I haven't been out and about this morning. But nobody, Well, you know, people don't have to call me in the night time. So <laughs> <laughs> nobody employed on my phone. Like, no, there's a couple people that could date, but not much. No, I was saying I, I when I get my text message from Joey, Joey, Joey looked like he had panic in. Cause he, he it, probably knowing <laughs> him, he probably was. <laughs> and, and but but remember now, he lived up on the eastern side of the island and it looked mm-hmm. like this thing was between St. Croix and St. Thomas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, northwest. I saw it over the northwest. Yeah, but so, but but that's but uh, but but you see, you look Iowa looking to the west, right? Mm-hmm. Right? When, when you there by, by that hill there by Hess, right? Yes. But, Cape Canaveral is over, over. In order for, from 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 where we are on Saint Croix, if we look in mm-hmm. towards Cape Canaveral, we look in over Ham's Bluff in that direction. Yes, right? that's exactly where we saw it. Right, right. We're looking in that direction. Yes. Joey shot though, right? 
just to show you how brilliant this this light was, right? This this, this glare, right? He there on the eastern side of the island, looking over Cotton Valley, right? And it looked like he was looking from Saint Croix to Saint Thomas, but this thing was so broad, right, that he was literally looking northwest as well. You check. This is this is interesting. How well, well how, you know, I, I think we benefited last night because the the launch was supposed to happen earlier in the day. Yeah, but it got delayed, yeah. which allowed. I think it took off at, at the official seven, launch. Like, seven thirteen our time seven, because it was yep. six thirteen Eastern Standard Time. Exactly. Yeah, and I think wh why. I, I'm I mean, sunsetting a little later now down here as well, though. It is, but yeah. I, th I think the timing of that, the, the timing of the sunset, because, you know, we, we get these amazing sunsets, especially, I mean, all, all year no, round. No, 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 we don't get these amazing sunsets. <laughs> the, the, the amazing sunsets are part of our yes. thing. You know what I'm saying? We don't get them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's just a reality. If you want to see the, the most beautiful sunsets in the world, you come to St. Croix, specifically the Frederick State side of the island, you know what I'm saying? Which would have been, again, yeah. another perfect spot to be <laughs> And, and that's the direction we're looking at, right, Tony yeah. Henry? That's the direction we're yes, looking correct. at, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Wow, but but I think I think the timing of that I'd be interested to see if we were to if that for example I think they have another one launching Thursday Thursday yeah it'd be interesting to see what will we get the same visual effect if it doesn't happen during I think we get, we got that like sweet spot yeah. for that launch to get especially <laughs> yeah. to get the 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 horizon the sun off the horizon still illuminating some of the uh some of the, the like I can't say jet stream the rocket stream mm -hmm. um and you know I think that was a kind of the perfect combination of timing and and positioning. But it'd be interesting to see what if we see during the midday if you get the same if some some semblance of that kind of effect. No, uh, uh, Tony Henry, th think about this. They said that the thing that they sent up got got. Uh, I want to make sure I read this correct. They they got. Uh, I, I gotta go back here. I ain't, I ain't want to. You see, they got twenty twenty one star links. Right. Yeah. Release. To fly on their own, right, in a 230-mile high orbit that will carry them 43 degrees to either side of the equator, right? That alone tells you about range, right? However, yeah. however, um, here's what it says. Um, <clears throat> but SpaceX says its satellites are designed to operate in relatively low-altitude orbits that allow atmospheric drag to quickly deorbit spacecraft at the end of their lives or in case of disabling malfunctions, minimizing the threat of collisions. So in reality, you're putting this, all these contraptions together, all this high-tech stuff, but you got to put in some defense mechanisms there as well to protect your investment, right? But, but you, know, you know what they don't tell you? You know what's another risk? Is high-altitude surveillance um, aircraft. Yeah. Yeah, that's a they good point. fly at about those heights. Yeah, they yeah, sixty, seventy thousand feet in the air. Wow, U twos and those kind of things, and Chinese balloons. But let me ask this question to you, to you, uh, and and, uh, and and director, director Flevin. When they set up these launches, right? <laughs> They go make sure nothing is around them for oh, yeah. miles. That's the point for, making, for, yeah. for for miles. And, and this is this is radius. This right. is just range. This is radius, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because right. if anything yeah. get close to this type of thing up there, we could have disasters. Oh, absolutely. I mean, think of like the when they, when they time these things. Even if you look at the the next scheduled uh, launch, they don't have it by like you know it's not like seven o'clock or eight o'clock. It is seven forty three. You know, like they, they they fine tune these things down to the second, second. for when they can wow. happen, and that's you know taking into consideration all the kind of you know 
conditions and you know potential scenarios that could play out if they you know, if they didn't time it that specifically. And that's pretty. It's pretty amazing. It is. It is amazing, and 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 it speaks to what um, Director Jackson and I were talking about earlier. Director Henry, where we are in a win, and I was talking. I was having this discussion with uh, Director Fleming during the break. We going through. I I, I was telling him. Our advancements, technological advancements over the last 25 years, when you're thinking about cell phones really taking off in the late 90s, right? Early 2000s. When are we going to have another 25-year window like this, do we, Henry? I can't see it. I mean, we, when we get to the point where, Allah, we gonna be, we, we're not going to be human beings anymore by the time they're done with, with these technological <laughs> advancements. Uh, Tony Henry? Look like we... Uh, we, we oh. We lost, we lost him there. Yeah. No, uh, I'm back. Oh, yeah, okay, no, I, was, I was asking you, right? We've had so much technological advancements for the last 25 years. When are we going to have another 25-year window like this? And what are we going to end up like when they're done with we? <laughs> as, we, we, we as human beings. We should be flying around in the air and that kind of stuff by then. <laughs> you know, like I, I coming up to the station and I jump in my car and fly over there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, flying cars were predicted... To, um, in the 50s to be around like in the 1980s, you know. Yeah. Well, well, I'm glad that one failed. I'm well, glad that prediction yeah, didn't <laughs> I'm glad that prediction didn't pan But look, we get electric cars and stuff like that. Nobody... Yeah. Thought we'd have that kind well, of. Well, I, I was, I was, uh, that was another discussion that we're having with uh, uh, Director Fleming. At what point? That's why I did that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I appreciate I, that. I appreciate I, that. I, I, at <laughs> what point do we say um, we've reached the threshold where we're starting to threaten humanity? I know you're the energy guru and all that stuff, but it got a limit to everything. It's the same thing got to apply to technological advancements and 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 and, and, and energy use. But see, I I think that that's the I think that the the human nature side of it, right, is that this for some, not for all, but there's a lot of people that have this insati- insatiable curiosity, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, even if even if things are are good, there's always going to be someone that wants to say, well, how can we do this a little bit faster, a little bit better, mm-hmm. a little bit more efficiently? And you know, I think as long as those when you already have the the foundation of the last 25 years of advancements, when I want to try to optimize, I don't have to go through that learning curve again. I'm just building on what the last 25 years has already proven to be, you know, available. Then that's, mm-hmm. I think, how you really start to see those 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 kind of big jumps in, in advancement. Even look at what was all the, like, you know, think of the, you know, from the Einsteins to the to the Edisons, even the Nikola Teslas, the original, you know, the original Tesla. Look at what they did in the, you know, from the, 40s 50s and even what the what the wartime the wartime era of of the world created in terms of pushing a lot of these technologies forward now that's the foundation that we've built a lot of these advancements off of so so uh-huh. the, the next 25 years is going to be built off the advancements we've done in the, in the past 25 years and i think that's going to be the continued reality of, of human existence again until maybe one of these movies actually become <laughs> reality <laughs> <laughs> wallace, wallace williams sent me a text he said don't forget ham radio operators laid the foundation for wireless connectivity here in the VI, your father was one of them. Also, as far back as the mid-80s, one could dial by phone to the VI library system and access the listing of nearly 200,000 books in public libraries, plus many of the school libraries. Then came Freenet, a VI step toward what we now call Internet. Mm-hmm. So, and ham radio, you know, we're talking 
Seven oh. Bs. Remember, remember after Hurricane, Hurricane Hugo hit, you probably won't even buy when Hurricane Hugo hit, right? One-year-old one year on, on a day. <laughs> September 17th? Yeah. For real? Yep. 1988? Wow. 1989. Yeah, yeah. Now, but you is what? 88? I was born in 88. 88, yeah. So you are a year old, right? Um... Ham radio actually was a way of communication. I'm um, doing Henry for Hob Shambam and all them people. When remember, remember when the hurricane? I don't know. If, I don't, I don't, you were here when the hurricane hit, or you in the states? Or, no, or, I was in the army. You were in the army, right? I had just got it. Check this out, right? Check this out, right? When you go hit, cause we were, we were, we had watched a lot of hurricanes bypass us the year before. They had a hurricane mm-hmm. named Gilbert mm-hmm. that slammed into Jamaica the year before, right? We were of the belief that because of our location, we were protected, right? We thought the wall had done. If it wasn't for ham radio operators and all that stuff, right? Because you know you're looking for hope, right? <laughs> because mm-hmm. because when you get slammed by a hurricane, the first thing you want to make sure is you know you're still alive, right. your neighbors alive, and all that stuff. And then the next thing you want communication. Mm-hmm. You ain't worries power. You could live without power for a couple of days because we could make do. But we want to know that we could communicate with somebody. That's why absolutely. these advancements are absolutely critical, at Tony Henry. Absolutely, and um, plug to director Jason. See, you guys gotta owe me money for royalties. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's a big ham radio guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As a matter of fact, they think he's head of the association or whatever here in court. And Allah, we had a name. I was fascinated with ham radios going up. Always, always, always. But Allah, we Never had got a, one, but always was Remember, you had to have a cow and all that stuff. You had, yes. to, create, had to create and your name. You had to get your license and everything. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well. And actually, back in 1984, when I was at SUNY or Westbury, you actually had to file for an FCC license to work on a radio yeah. station. Really? Yeah, sure. So I so I remember me and one of my colleagues, Roger Hennessy, we drive into the city. We went to FCC office in Manhattan, hand deliver our application, and we gave back oh. and all that stuff. Yeah. Now and look they at were probably like, who are these guys? Yeah. <laughs> and Roger was a big fat heavy dude. Nice guy and all that stuff. But we were, we had love radio so much because mm-hmm. we had a radio station on, on, on campus. These are the things that you have to do. Now you don't do that. Now no. you know, they've, they, they, they've deregulated. Right. right? right, right that's right, that's right. classic deregulation. Uh, when we come back, um, of course, we're going to uh, let Mr. Um, Fleming uh, head out to go do the energy office working a little bit. When we come back, we're going to wrap up this conversation, talk a little bit about continuous evolution and what's in it for the Virgin Islands. You know, we got to be a part of this. We can't just be watching. We got to be players. And that's the most important thing. So we'll take a break, analyze this. Like I said, an absolutely immaculate day in paradise. A really, really lovely outside. Be back right after this. equals new business opportunities at Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers deposit banking products, business online platforms, and commercial loans. Their SBA lending department offers financing options and access to capital for businesses. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay, 340-773-8500, and one in Peters Rest, 340-713-8500. Bank of St. Croix is an equal housing lender. Bankofstcroix.com. You know exactly how you take your morning coffee. 
Knowing where to get news you can rely on is just as simple. Listen to Morning Edition from NPR News every weekday. From 6 to 8 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. You can also listen on demand via the WTJX app, available for download from the App Store in Google Play. Have you struggled with finding safe spaces for your children to meet up and learn through play and social interaction? Teen Time at the VI Children's Museum offers fun family learning for children ages 12 to 18 years old. A free program for all participants. For dates and information, 340-643-0366 or teentime at vichildrensmuseum.org. So I spent the past year trying to figure out what news design for 21st century humans might look like. One of the things that really stuck with me was that we now know that humans actually need hope to get up in the morning. And I don't think as a journalist, I ever thought about it that way. We're always looking for new and better ways to understand the world we live in. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we're back here and Alexis having a little bush here. We we actually mel- <laughs> we meld in technology with 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 with, with the orbs with bush tea. This morning I got uh energy office director Kyle Fleming joining me uh this morning and as well um, a good friend uh and a regular contributor here, Tony Dwayne Henry, uh joining me. Whenever we talk bush tea, we always include um Mr. Henry he know how to, to pull his where we got it where we got this man in Maranga or or, or the or the name? Which one you got? You got a what? So what's up? So what's up? Hey, Adam, I'm glad when I come out. You can't get on a tea bag, right? You go drain. You go drain. I want to know. I don't. Yeah, is it the noni, nemo, maranga? But you got with so what's up? This man, I I like that. You know, um, gentlemen, I asked the question, um, what's in it? For the Virgin Islands, do we just continue to sit idly by, right? Even when we got this big pipe next to us here, and you know, you know some might even want to render it obsolete, given what we're dealing with now and all that stuff with the fiber, right? We got, we got pipe, we got fiber pipe, right to the northwest corner there. Yep. Um, what do we have to do? I mean, it's, it's going to require some will, right? But what do we have to do to say, you know, something? Uh, we may be small. But we could be players uh, in this game as well, based on you know our resources. Um, and you know, you're the energy office director. Number one, should we want to be players? Number two, what will it require? And and number three, um, can we benefit from this economically? If in fact we were to commit. To wanting to be a legitimate player in the continued economic um, technological advancements that are going on around us right now, I'm gonna start with you, and then Tony Dwayne Henry. Uh, I, I think the the easy answer on the first question: we absolutely should be a player, um, but I think it really comes down to strategically being a player in uh, you know the applications that 
make the most sense for us, right? The things that we can demonstrate, va- like you know, true value that could be transferable elsewhere. Um, I give you an example. You know, while we're kind of talking about fiber, uh, let's just throw a word data center into the mix as well. When we had um, Microsoft was here a couple, maybe a year and a half ago mm-hmm. for, uh, for a tech summit, tech summit uh, yeah. at Government yeah. House, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know the 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 representative that was here was actually the person who does the you know new market development for Microsoft data centers. And one of the questions I had asked, oh, we got Virgin Atlas. She's she's vice president of Microsoft yep. Asia. Yep, exactly. Um, Rashida Hodge, right? Yep. Yeah. She was. I think she was. She was there as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, at UVI, it was a, it was a whole UVI collective. Um, a lot of different players. The government UVI. They brought a lot of agencies yeah. together, mm-hmm. um, a lot of different stakeholders. Def- definitely a good I event. I got a term that I used that there was, it was, some, it was, it was, it was a term they used. I it, think it, it was a tech summit is it, what it, they called it. No, no, it. no, there's oh. not a term that they used as well. We gonna, okay. I, I, I can find it for you while you're talking. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I'd ask them in terms of, you know, seeing that data centers have been, you know, starting to buzzword, especially with a lot of, uh, whether it be blockchain, crypto, you know, you're hearing more and more about, um, about data centers and knowing that we already have this fiber connectivity here. Would that would the Virgin Islands be a viable market for them in terms of like what Microsoft looks at when they expand their data centers? You know, their, their, their his thought was for us as you know what they look at we, the Virgin Islands in terms of the traffic, the the communication, not just to the Virgin Islands, but the communication traffic to the region hasn't necessarily grown to a point where that it would be favorable for them from a uh, from an investment standpoint. But what he did say would be interesting for us is because we have we still do have the connectivity. We also have an opportunity to maybe be more of like a, a research and development uh, kind of hub for it, for them yes. to look at like what, what building resilient data centers look like, which is, you know, knowing that we have extreme weather to account for, William, extreme corrosion. William Adams? William Adams, that's the guy from Microsoft. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yes it's mm-hmm. actually Stephen, Stephen Adams' Stephen brother, brother yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, so his thought was more so since, you know, for our scale, what we could really be is the testing ground, the proving ground for what building resilient data centers and that's that's information that could be transferred to maybe other sites that are are more appropriately you know scaled for for their type of investment but they could take the lessons learned from developing uh, you know again looking at whether it be from the natural disaster resilience to corrosive environment resilience you know all of those concepts so i think it's it's about being a player in the things that make sense for us you know we're just doing things just because it this is a place to do it i don't think that's necessarily going to provide the best you know, outcome overall, but if we can find those those niche markets, even those niche research and development opportunities, we should 100% explore that and try to engage you know strategic partners that can assist us in exploring that and bringing you know really bringing some of those solutions to life in whatever arena they happen to be. No, no, um, Tony Henry. Uh, good morning once again. Um, the state of Oregon, and I know this you know from studying this and all that stuff. They they are the betting hub. In America, you know, interactive wagering is what going on now, right? Mm-hmm. And that actually, one of the companies who actually started it was actually here in the Virgin Islands, Verco, right? And 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 they they had phone betting. They used to call it one click betting.com. There was a telephone betting at that time. Their marketplace was in Australia, right? Their mm-hmm. big market share was in Australia. So we would have young ladies who would be working until two, three in the morning. Right, because of course you know they're fifteen hours ahead of us, right? So, so uh, two o'clock in the morning here would be five o'clock in the afternoon in Australia, and of course, mm-hmm. Rahasri is running from one o'clock to five thirty and all that stuff, right? 
So it's not that um, that that we don't have the capacity or didn't have chances in the past. What happened, yeah. right, was the state of Oregon passed legislation. This is where governments come into play now, right? That made it more palatable and more attractive for companies to go to Oregon. So when you're watching like TVG, uh, which is now owned by FanDuel and all these different entities, Autotote, all these totalizator companies that are deal with parimutuel wagering, all of them are centered in the state of Oregon because they passed that legislation. Just like mm. the state of Delaware, remember the state of Delaware had yep. passed yep. all these banking laws? Yep. The, exactly, the yep. corporation laws. So that's why we need to figure out, and you touch on a good point there, uh, Director Fleming, but I wanted to, uh, with respect to, we need to know our niches. We just can't just jump in willy-nilly because it's something to do. Mm-hmm. You got to figure out how you go about doing it. Uh, Attorney Fleming, from a legal standpoint, Right, and we incorporate the legal aspect when we make this decision because it gonna require uh, will. What should we be looking for from a legal perspective to make sure that when we make a commitment and whatever we make the commitment in, that we got our, our, our I's properly dotted and our T's properly crossed? Well, well, it's gonna take um, re- um, legislation and updating our regulations. Remember, our EDC regulations and stuff, right. and, and, and most of the code was with regards to business was written many, many, many years ago. And we, we've been trying, what we've been trying to do is pigeonhole new things into the old regulations. And it's been problematic. Yeah, because that's, that's, a, why that's you a good have, point. Like, tie-ups when, for instance, a board isn't familiar with a new thing. It sits there for years because they don't know how to handle it because there's nothing specific in the law that, that might deal with that area. So we always have to remember, that, you know, to you know, our legislators have to, you know, keep the ears to the ground and, um, and, and update these types of regulations and then uh, uh, these types of laws. And then our agencies need to update their rules and regulations periodically to meet these new challenges because, you know, that is a problem with um, new technology coming in and it just doesn't seem to fit into anything we have. And so what you have is, um, you know, regulators making up stuff on the fly and all kinds of stuff. Okay. And then you have us lawyers who tried to use a, a, a loophole that saying, well, there's nothing specific on it, so you have to fit it into, you know, the least regulated um, the scheme, which is also problematic, even though it's my colleagues that, that will push that, because we really want these things to, to, to be um, orderly and, 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 and maintained and properly. You don't want to um, put, um, for instance, um, Bitcoin in with regular banking regulations. Mm-hmm. We need to have right. regulations for Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, specific language to speak to that. You know, you know, and, and, and recently we saw that when it was the banking board turned down two Bitcoin companies that were trying to come here basically because we have no regulations on them. Mm-hmm. You know, so if, if they had a, but they tried, they, their attorneys tried to pigeonhole them under just a regular bank. Mm-hmm. One of the things that happened. Right, and and the reason why I mentioned this, right? Of course, you know, um, horse racing and Neville James is intravenous, right? So, so, so that means wagering and and handicapping and all that stuff coming with it. Mm-hmm. What happened with the pandemic, right? Was these companies, right, <clears throat> who were handling, and that's the term you use, handling, the amount of money that's 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 wager. They, they use the term handle. Mm-hmm. The handle increased thousand percent because. People couldn't go to the tracks, 
Remember, because yeah. of the hurry, because because of, because of the, the, the pandemic, you had to stay home. Right. So people were wagering right. through these platforms as opposed to going to the actual mm-hmm. uh, event site and wagering there. So then it's like Zoom technology course, and, and, and Teams, right? Everything became more valuable now because we didn't have the, the, the ability to move, right. move around like we once did. That's where the long-term benefit for technology or investment into technology could benefit a jurisdiction. No, right. de- and, de- definitely. And, and, and you got to have this. You know, there's a, a good friend of mine. I know you know him, uh, Attorney Josh Tate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the name you I was looking for. We're talking to somebody about that. Yeah. Somewhere now. Yeah. And that's, this is the kind of work he's doing. They, they, he runs a company that not only does crypto, but they, they do um, the backdoor for online gambling. Wow. And uh, this is a guy that lived in the Virgin Islands for donkey years. Yeah, yeah, he was he was here. He um, to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so 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 check this out, right? Gaming, right? Reached sixty point four two billion in twenty twenty two, a thirteen point nine percent increase over twenty twenty one, and a thirty eight point five percent increase over two thousand nineteen. That just and, and that's because of technology. Yes. Among other things, I mean, but 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 you have to have that infrastructure in place to allow for people to participate in what you want to participate in. Also, well, so I guess the question I would ask, and I'm interested in your thought on this because it gets me thinking about how we've the things that we've done here, especially in the gaming realm. And you bring up Oregon, which I think is a good idea. I mean, a good a good example because if you think about what they did from the legislative standpoint. And you talk about all the company, all the different, all the different companies that are there. It's not that they created legislation for one company; they created um, uh, legislation for an entire industry. Industry, correct. And I, and I think that's something that, like, I feel like one of the things that maybe we, you know, sometimes I, I see that, but sometimes I see a kind of mixed pa- a mixed bag of it in terms of, you know, like uh, let's even look at horse racing here, right? Like, you know, there's all these challenges have been because of like agreements made with, you know, to try to get one company, you know, rights versus another company yeah. rights. You know, I mean, granted, it's a small territory, so, you know, we can't necessarily be completely open market, but, you know, if we start looking at ways in which we could create, uh, you know, legislation for, for industries as opposed to, um, you know, specific entities, I think that's something that is, um, you know, might be a, 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 a more kind of productive procedure for us so that way we don't necessarily get pigeonholed into having to just make one or two people you know, kind of suffice. We could really just create an ecosystem where if this is the type of business you want to do, it's available here. We want to promote that here because we think it's something that's sustainable and, you know, could work well. But that's what Tony Henry talking about, right? Attorney Henry, we're, yes, um, that's absolutely, absolutely. We, we, we need to get to the point where our legislation is more specific and not broad where we're trying to fit a square peg, you know what I'm saying, into a wrong hole, right? Exactly. And, you know, I'm, I'm probably um, talking my way out of a job, but you know, it's the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, but uh, let's face it. Even though we want as much money as we want, we don't want it at the expense of the Virgin Islands. Right. No. Uh, come on. No. You know and, what I'm saying? And you so, can't have recklessness because, yeah, you know, so, um, you don't want to destroy lives and, and that kind of stuff. The, 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 the part of the industry I was referring to is advanced deposit wagering. Okay. Right? Gotcha. Where people, you where people, you know, they, they send their money in so they can play. And right. then they do that interactively. Yeah. Telephone or or, mm-hmm. or 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 computer um, and all that. So let me ask you this this final question before I let you go, because um, I appreciate you uh, being here for for, for over our uh, director Fleming. <clears throat> Battery powered vehicles. Where are we 
in the Virgin Islands? And where do you think, are we where we should be? And how do we get to where we need to be? Where are we one? Are we where we should be? And how do we need to get to where we want to be? I mean, where, where we are right now, from, from an analytical standpoint, we're less than 1% of vehicles, registered vehicles in the Virgin Islands are battery-powered vehicles. Mm-hmm. I think there's maybe about 200 to 300 of the 78,000 registered vehicles in the, in the territory. Um, where should we be? You know, I think being realistic with the, the restrictions that we have in terms of access to supply chain and you know, um, being a small island market, uh, you know, I don't think we could, and especially not having, while we've had legislation that has, you talk about legislation, we, we have certainly had legislation that has pushed for um, those type of technologies to be adopted. I think where we've missed the, 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 the goal on is really actually using that legislation to drive the type of investments we want to see. So that's one of the things we've been trying to prioritize on the energy office. That's why we bought 25 uh, electric vehicles last year. We just actually are putting in an order for uh, additional transit vans. So now we're not just looking at light duty passenger vehicles. We're actually starting to get into the commercial electric vehicles as well. Uh, so, you know, leveraging the, the, the GVI's buying power and the funding that we have from the federal government to keep expanding the, the, the portfolio of electric vehicles that are in the territory. Where we should be, I mean, we should be, we should be at a, a very high percent. I, I would expect, I would hope to be at a point where if there's 100 new vehicles purchased every year in the Virgin Islands, we didn't know there's more than that, but if there's 100 new vehicles purchased, I want at least 51 of those vehicles to be electric. I want there to be more electric vehicle purchases than uh, gas vehicle purchases. I think we're a couple of years from that, but all the things that we're doing now is trying to improve the supply chain, improve the access to the vehicles, improve the charging station network uh, to make adoption more uh, readily available to the community as well. Uh, I think it's where we're not far off, and, and you talk about how quickly things are changing. I think we're going to see some pretty rapid transitions in how um, that adoption grows here. And that's, and we're very, trying to be very strategic about that. We're not just trying to wait for it to happen. We're trying to be very intentional about making that transition happen as fast as possible. What about your boy, Selwood? Yeah, wrong or uh, you know, I, last time I connected with him was around inauguration. Uh, he, we had a, um, we ran into him quickly. And we actually still, still, still keeping in contact. He's, he's been, he's been all around the industry, continuing to make moves. Um, he's with a new company now. Uh, that's that's on another forefront of the electrification space. So, always keeping close ties with him because he's he keeps a good finger on the pulse of kind of where the industry is heading and how we could kind of take advantage of that. So, he's two companies removed from Romeo then. Uh, yes. Actually, no, one, because he, he started his own in, in between. Yeah, I guess oh, two, yeah, two, because he yeah, started his he own. He started his own, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, good. Hey, man, thanks for having you here this morning. I appreciate you uh, joining us and enlightening the public. They appreciate it. The text messages speak to that. And uh, we're going to do, um, do the thing next week, Friday. Next week, Friday? Okay. The, the, um, not this Friday, the following Friday. We're going to do the, the Power Hour next week, Friday. Perfect, okay? perfect. Thanks Thank a lot you. for joining us. Appreciate it. That's um, uh, Mr. Kyle Fleming, Energy Office Director, joining us the morning after a SpaceX launch that perked the curiosity of many of Virgin Islander uh, here and uh, throughout the region as well. We come back, wrap up the conversation uh, with Attorney Dwayne Henry. We'll be back right after this. What is the secret to happiness? That's a really good question. And how can we live a more meaningful existence? Here's the secret, I think, of life. I'm Anoush Zamarodi. Each week on NPR's TED Radio Hour, we go on a journey with TED speakers who help us answer some of life's biggest questions. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, let's get right to it. Join us. Saturdays at 4 p.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. No, amiga. No puedo ir por la influenza. No te pierdas de disfrutar con los tuyos. La vacuna contra la influenza te protege a ti, a tus seres queridos y a tu comunidad. La vacuna es segura, eficaz y puedes ponértela al mismo tiempo que la vacuna del COVID-19 si tú quieres. No te conviertas en otro caso de la influenza. Vacúnate hoy. Para más información, visita punto vacunateconstralainfluenza.org. Presentado por AMA, CDC y el Ad Council. On Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, we are not afraid to stand up to the high and mighty like Jeff Bezos. He had that big cowboy hat on. He looked like like a shrink ray had hit Garth Brooks. <laughs> I'm Peter Sagel. Join me as we speak truth to power, at least until power agrees to buy us out on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we're back here on Analyze This, and we got a little, have a little bush tea to wrap up the Tuesday show. We got Tony Dwayne Henry uh, joining us uh, this morning. So, so you say that you've been up on Hess Hill, and then you see the glare to the Northwest. Uh, Tony Henry. Look like we lose you there. He, come back, you know, he was saying that uh, he was meeting with a client. And uh, when they saw the glare, he asked the client, "Ask if you see that your check." So uh, uh, that, that's what that's what we're going on here in the territory, man. You know, last night um, I rang him like, "Okay, he should be back." I know Tony Henry there, right? Yes, I'm here. Good yeah, morning. Yeah. So I was saying, you were saying you were with your client, and then I looked at the northwest and I said, "The glare." Yeah. <laughs> and then, then he, he's like, "What's that?" <laughs> and we both stood there for a minute, and I was like, "Well, they're definitely not stars." You, you, <laughs> UFOs exist, brother. In this case, though, in this case, it's an UFO. But they were very, it, very, very well. Like they said, they were in low orbit, so yeah. they seemed big. Yeah, yeah. This is this, but this, this is an UFO, an identified flying UFO. object, right? So, so, so we go to in that regard. But you know something, you know, I, I, I was not a, a, a science. A science student per se when I've been in school. My thing was geography and and history and all that stuff. But as I as I as I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate just because of the use of cell phone and technologies, the little the, just the, how the little things 
that we we believe that were so complicated that they're really not as complicated as we think they are, Attorney Henry. We but you're completely right, and you know what? I, I can call with you and, and the the soft sciences, the social sciences, like they say, and that's why we have a joke in law school is that the reason we they, we went to law school is because we didn't like math and science, yeah. or else we go to medical school. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the engineers and all that stuff. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We run from that and went to yeah, law school. Yeah, yeah. We, we able with all that circuitry talk and all that stuff. But, but you're but, right. As I got older, I really got into it. And then in the Army, I actually was in the communications um, area, and I ran a, um, a, concept, um, communi- a secure communication radio repair facility. So I really got into it, and then I got into computers. and Everything I know about computers is all self-taught. I never took a class. No, I could relate to what you're talking about. When my father got his, when he got, remember Radio Shack was it was a computer yes, company yes, back yes, in the Radio day, Shack, right? When it first opened, the yeah. Tandy, the Tandy Radio Shack, yes, right? Yes, of course, yes. And, yes. And, and, and he, well, he was, a, you know, he was kind of freaky in that regard. But, uh-huh. the, but you know, when, when you fall in love with something, right? And that, oh. that thing perks your curiosity. Uh-huh. They got held to pray you away from it, you know. This is just limited to science, and this is just once your mind make up. Look, I want to find out as much about this as I possibly can. People want to know if you're going crazy. I tell you, I got about five computers, um, <laughs> some bad digital, um, internet TV. Me, um, he used to remember. Play. Remember, he used to play. The, he used to play for the choir. He used to play the organ in Catholic church, right? Yeah. And on Sunday, uh, when church done ten thirty, eleven o'clock, he got to the office till seven at night, and it's eight uh-huh. nine hours direct. Trying to write programs and all that stuff. Little did we right, know. Right? Little yeah. did we know that the program them that he was writing. Right, because he wrote parametral programs, um, programs for the bowling alley, for the bowling alley, for the for the bowling leagues right, and all that right, stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, remember, but but yeah. but that's where that was the foundation for where we got things like Teams and yeah. all these different communication yeah. platforms today. Seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Because we used to call nobody walked up from such a high to the bowling alley. He, of course, you check what I'm saying. So and 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 we do things like that. And now when you go bowling, you know, we'll give you a scoring sheet. Is automatic right. score. Just put in the names, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and and everything is automatic. Everything is automated. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we. That's why all of us should have some level of appreciation for the sciences. We have to. Yes. Your Absolutely. We, we, we have Absolutely. to. Absolutely. And I'm glad that my great niece is an engineer up in um in, in Florida, and uh, she went to engineering school up there. And that but it, but it, isn't a, it interesting when we look at it? Yeah. No, but no, but you bring that up. Remember, you bring that up, right? Remember, um, um, we were America. That is, we were way behind the curve as it relates to encouraging our younger people to get into engineering, you know. And 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 it's haunting us now, in particular with the recovery, right? Where we hear Adrian Williams tell um, telling us on a consistent basis when she visits us here on the show. We need mm-hmm. five, six hundred engineers just to fix yeah, up, the, just to address, them, so. to address our recovery, and we don't have them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Um, what's the word? I'm not sensationalizing that number. That's the number that she used, right? Yeah. I'm not, you know, fifty or sixty. She said five hundred because we got so mm-hmm. much work to be done and all the circuitry and all that stuff that needs to be uh, in, in, in incorporated. Yeah. And that's where companies like Germany and mm-hmm. Sweden, right, and mm-hmm. and and China and India. Right, mm-hmm. they were ahead of America with respect to pushing Way that. Ahead, yeah. yeah, man. It, it, 
and and half of them came to American schools and went back. Of you know. Well, my gosh, you ain't like, you ain't like, I look now, half of them ain't want to go back in a lot of them. We, yeah, we, they, we, they had a half stage, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, but a lot of them, the ones that went back, they started, especially in India, went back and started their own companies and stuff but, like but that. But you notice, but you notice every time it had a, it had a change at Google or Apple, it was a, mm. it, it was somebody from the Far East? Uh, or, yes, or, or, yes, uh, yes. Uh, from either Pakistan, yes. Pakistan or yes. India or Bangladesh, mm-hmm. and you see yeah. the names, you see the names. I mean, they, they were literally telling you, you check, mm-hmm. and then you come to find out when you when you Google them, they mm-hmm. born in America. Tis their father, yeah, yeah, tis, yeah. tis their father, yeah. <laughs> tis their father, or mother came or mother here. Yes, came and a lot of the fathers and stuff, the parents were actually professors at these universities. And, yes, yeah, they they they, they want this stuff. These were, that was their brain drain. Correct. Correct. Now they have a reverse brain drain kind of happening, but the, 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 the first generation of Asians was a serious brain drain. That was some of the best people that came to the United States. Now their children are going back. You know, you know, you know, they come to the United States, right? Because when they own that money, they got to keep it. Back, back, yes. when, back, <laughs> back where they live. It wasn't yours, it wasn't yours back <laughs> it, it was, Yeah. <laughs> it. But I wanted to touch back and, and, and hit back on the engineer thing. You know, I'll be very honest with you. The first person I knew to be an engineer growing up was God. God Finch. Yeah, man. Yes. B, let me tell you something. I remember when Cyril but, King made a public works commission. Yes, sir. But, but let me tell you something. If you, like, if, if oh, you wow, were to ever... the first local engineer I knew. If you were to you ever... Know? Look, I got real close with Attorney Vern Hodge, Chief Judge uh-huh. Vern Hodge. Right. And one of the things that he likes to brag about was when he said it was a great time to be in Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. This is he talking late 60s, early 70s, where a lot of our leaders of the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, when they retired, right? They were uh-huh. going to Howard University and the different universities in the, in the Mid-Atlantic, right? Yes. From, uh-huh. from, from Morgan State. Right in Baltimore, uh-huh. down to Hampton in Virginia, Norfolk State, all that uh-huh. stuff. Howard University, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And and the names you call Gordon Finch, he said Gordon Finch, Edgar Ross himself. Yes. You name all of them. They were uh-huh. going to school then to come back home. Yes, to were. be leaders, to be public servants for the most part. Yeah. They weren't in the business yeah. of wanting to open their company to make money. They wanted to go home and right. work for the government. You check? Yes. Why? Because right. the government yeah. needed leadership and needed local people mm-hmm. to be controlling these positions. And it was Im- yeah. it, it was important. By the way, when you hear the name Sanjay Gupta, mm-hmm. right? You think, well, he come from India. You know what he born? He born in Nova, Nova Michigan. See? <laughs> <laughs> right? Of course, when yeah. you hear him speak, he speaks perfect American, so you know that he's one of we. You check what I'm saying? Yeah. In that regard. Yeah. But this is just a okay. classic example. Right uh-huh. of immigrating for educational purposes, what have you, and uh-huh. saying, and probably the parents or, or them saying, you know something, we ain't leaving here, we staying right here, okay? We right. will send money home to take care of mommy and the brother yeah. and all that stuff, right? But uh-huh. we go, we gonna stay here, yeah. okay? Yep. And and that's how it's supposed to work. That's how the system exactly supposed to work. How it's supposed to work. Yeah. And then you know you get children here, you make your home here, you get children here, those children are now. You know, like the fans hearing about the North Virgin Islanders, you know, um, you know, it's not your, your, you've adopted a new home. Of course, you always have allegiance to, you know, and I'm talking for somebody that lived away from home for 21 years. Um, 
you always love where you came from. Without a doubt. But wherever you're at is where you, you, you should be concentrating on in terms of contribution. But isn't that, you know, you, since you mentioned that, isn't it something, isn't that a beautiful part of the human psyche where wherever you are in mm -hmm. life, right? Ever so often you get back those childhood experiences that come through your mind, right? But oh. in other words, if you were six, seven, eight years old, nine years old, and you custom to go Kramer Park or hey, oh. Penny Beach or Lagoon, and you oh. could be in your 40s or 50s, don't oh. let you get a feeling, you know? You buying a ticket yeah, and you coming home. You buying a ticket and coming home, you know? Because you want to experience that child. Once a man and twice a child, you want to experience what it was like when, in your mind, those were the days when I was finding myself. Yes. Are you completely right? Because uh, you can listen to when, you know, I have a lot of brothers and, and sisters. Of course, for St. Thomas, it's a cocky point. The first thing they want to do is they want to go store in places <laughs> because they want to live that again. You know? Um, we lived in Shabbat for, for a few years when I was a child. And, and my older brother, them, remember when they first came back and they saw that Shabbat was raised. And, and they were like, wow. And it, it was, you know, because they had so many poignant memories of growing up in that area. The sand pile. Of course. Oh, oh, gosh. Sand pile. Mm -hmm. I can't tell us. Yeah. I hear that talk, the sand pile. And, yeah, and, and, and for those on the St. Thomas side, growing up, going Lindbog Bay, Brewers Beach, you're going Cokie Point, they're going Vessop, right? Over there on St. John, hanging out in Cruise Bay, they're going Canil Bay, all that stuff. It, uh -huh. And look now, when you when you start when you start getting up there and you start saying to yourself, "Look, time really fly past." And we were talking uh, earlier with uh with, with Kyle Fleming. You know, uh -huh. cell phones. This is twenty twenty three. Cell phone there for twenty twenty five years now. You know, yeah. For some people, some people were buying into it. Yes, and, and and but but not only that. Look at our level of dependency with cell phones. We, we're lost. We're literally we're, we're lost. Over dependent. That's the that's, word, that's man. How, that's the point I was making earlier when you were saying if my phone won't blow you up. I said, people know not to call me them hours. <laughs> you know? <laughs> because you have to have some life work balance. In it. You, so, you have to. And then there are certain people that they could text me late, I could text them, but you ain't calling me not no. to no. talk about nothing. Don't do that. Unless it's to give me money or something. That's a whole different but, discussion. Um, okay. uh, Black Black Broadway, A Proud History, A Limitless Future. That's tonight at 10 p.m. here on WTJX Channel 12. Uh, this is a new concert special that celebrates iconic stage performances made famous by black artists and features the best of current genera uh, of the current generation of black Broadway stars performing classics from The Wiz, The Color Purple, Company, Porgy and Bess, Ain't Misbehaving, and more. The cast is joined by multiple guest conductors and a choir of students from HBCU's Howard University and Morgan State University. All are accompanied by the American Pops Orchestra, founded by music director Luke Frazier. That's tonight, 10 p.m. on Channel 12. And when we talk Howard University and Morgan State, um, Dwayne Henry, that's uh -huh. the Virgin Islands right there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, them two there in particular is the Virgin Islands well, right and, and Hampton were pipelines. And Hampton, and Hampton, them three, right? Mm -hmm. yes, them three. Pipelines. 50s, 60s, 70s, the foundations yeah. that they laid um, for educating those of us. And don't forget, you know, the majority of the graduates in the Virgin Islands, when you want to go college, we got in states. Mm -hmm. You check? Yes. UVI, CVI was a CVI and then UVI definitely mm -hmm. served a tremendous purpose. But back then, everybody wanted to get off the island, man. 
mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And the three and, and the three most there. popular universities back yeah. in the days was Morgan State in Baltimore, Howard University in DC, and Hampton mm-hmm. Institute, right? And mm-hmm. then Hampton University, we County University in Hampton. Uh, of Virginia, which played a critical part in educating key Virgin Islanders um, that allowed for us um, to, to provide leadership and self-government and all that stuff beginning in 1970 when we elected our first governor, Tony Henry. That's correct. Um, and um, our first governor went to Howard. Um, That's right. You know, Howard, you know, Howard has been like first elected governor. Yeah. school for that pipeline, you know, um, for people going up and coming back, going up and coming. To the point where we had some, you know, Dr. Snyder, very famous um, Howard um, alumna, alumnus, and um, Governor Snyder, and um, and and uh, he went on to actually teach it at, at, at Howard and and and, um, and and run its um his his, um, his kidney clinic, and and remember when we performed the first um, kidney transplant here in St. Thomas, um, when the St. Thomas Hospital had just opened up, and Dr. Snyder was the commissioner, and. Um, and he brought um, Dr. Callender down, who was um, teaching for at um, at Howard, and they they two together performed the first kidney transplant in the Virgin Islands, and then several others after that. But, but, um, but they, they, there was a, a strong connection between Howard's medical school and and, and its hospital, what, what, and, uh, and at least the St. Thomas Hospital, which later became the Roy Schneider Hospital. And it had a it had a dude named Doc James. He went to Howard Medical School too. He was, yes, he, of course. He, he was, he was, he was <laughs> As a matter of fact, you know. <laughs> I can tell your father, he, um, my, my, my cousin Lloyd Henry, oh, yes. these crazy stories about Doc all the time when <laughs> he was a policeman and Doc was, was, um, the, um, medic, well, he did everything I said, Emergency, ro- emergency room, e- emergency room, Doc. I was pick up Buddy, and Lady Fred, dead, Buddy, so, <laughs> Emo- and Doc didn't argue with him. E- no, e- sir, you gotta help me. Emergency room, doctor, back in the day. By the way, uh, one of my listeners said, How dare I mention all these beaches in St. Thomas and don't mention Megan's Bay? Uh, so, so I apologize because you're absolutely correct. Megan's Bay, of course, is obviously. Uh, one of the most popular beaches in the Virgin Islands, not just St. Thomas alone. Tony Henry, glad to have some bush tea with you today, man. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that. Finish your tea. You got it. You got it. Uh, and, uh, so what's up this morning? You know what I'm saying? So we're good for that. And of course, um, Director Daryl Joshi from Vitima and Director Kyle Fleming from the Virgin Islands Energy Office. Thank you very much for joining us, educating the public, myself. You know what I'm saying? The morning after, declare that, you know, rocked us and and had us uh, curious as to what was going on. Be good and be safe. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. All of us want to know what's going on, but only some of us want to know the why. That's where we come in. 1A is a place for the curious. Daily conversations for those looking to make sense of our world. I'm Jen White. I hope you'll join me next time for 1A. Catch 1A at its new time. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Listening to the wings of a monarch butterfly. What a magical thought. They arrive here on the Day of the Dead, which we celebrate here in Mexico, and 
A lot of the indigenous people believe that it's the souls of their ancestors that are returning, you know? And it's very spiritual. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.